I flip it to here and I hit this. Hey, everybody, welcome to. Oh, shoes, it? Did I mess <laughs> up the audio? No, no. It's no, I hear you. Do you hear you, though? That's the thing. I hear me. All right, cool. You hear me? Hey, I did the OBS thing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Nerds One Quest. I am your host, Andy MJC Dipper, here with these two nerds because we got the math correct today. Um, and I got OBS working. I got all the audio issues figured out. I'll, although, granted, I'm missing music and I'm missing sound effects and all the things Tom does because um, I failed. But we are here with a new two-player adventure, two new uh, adventurers, and a uh, little bit of an old-school uh, vibe as a, we are taking the Sunless Citadel on from the Tales of the Owning Portal. Old-school, uh, I think it was a 3.5 adventure or a 3.0 adventure that was redone in that collection. Uh, that man in the blue May the Force Be With You shirt is one Ryan Kukta. It feels weird to not say Crixus in there. <laughs> Would you like to yeah, introduce I get it. Would you like to introduce your hero today? Yeah, absolutely. Um so I just finished up the Andor, uh, which is amazing if you haven't taken a look at that. Get into it. Oh yeah. Um uh, so my character is uh his name is delta man mansfield and he is the shadar kai um which is kind of like a a shadow creature but um he's a human but tainted or uh, elf i'm sorry uh with kind of like a tainted uh background so uh, there's some unique things about him he can teleport uh at times um because of uh that unique kind of shadow fell magic um that is infused inside of him so um he's a sorcerer and um i don't know if you want to get too much into the backgrounds here john like the if you want to give a little bit of his like backstory what he's yeah what some of the things he's got i think that'd be cool for the people to understand like because there may be things that i say or interactions that happen that would leave them kind of clueless absolutely Absolutely. Well, so he was the protector of a small village um, of his kind. His kind are kind of like uh, they wouldn't get along um, very easily in a large society. Um, kind of a, a rogue type. But um, effectively, he his village um, all started to burn. Um, and it happened in the middle of the night. He f failed to protect his village. And um, the funny thing is, he should have died. He did die. And he came back and uh, looks around. His family is dead. His uh, friends are dead. And there's nobody left in his village but him. So um, he is battling with the, uh, the guilt and the haunting of, of that uh, experience. And he is just looking right now for a town and a bath and a... A little bit of healing and trying to figure out what's next for him. Um, and uh, he will be seeking vengeance um, if he can solve the mystery of, of how that happened. Well, I will tell you this. He has found a town and a bath in Neverwinter. And it's a bit more than a town. It's a big city. But he has found a welcoming place at the Belching Dragon. And has found a bath and is... Now I imagine looking for work, a way for to finance his revenge mission. Awesome. Um, 
Currently, you are in the tavern area. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. Jeff, you want to let us know about your character? Yeah, my character is named Thurk here, uh, also known as Turk. Uh, he's a six-foot-tall, 200-pound uh, green lizard folk, and he looks even larger than that while wearing his uh, chainmail and carrying his warhammer. Um, you'd assume he's a fighter, but he uh, he's actually a Twilight cleric, as shown by his... Um, he wears uh, the, the symbols of Saloon and... Um, a Saloon, however you want to pronounce it, and uh, his... Uh, arcane focus is uh, a piece of the moon that she sent down to him. Uh, he grew up kind of doing the dirty chores around the town that he grew up in. He worked with leather, leather workers and butchers and, uh, you know, actually honed some of his kind of wild skills into, you know, hide preparation and cooking and things like that. And he's not really that squeamish about much of anything. Um, if, if let to do what he wanted, he'd bask in the sun and, and adventure at night. Um, how he got, uh, what happened is a thief came to his town uh, at night, and he, uh, instead of just uh, taking him to the authorities, kind of uh, basically ripped him to shreds, and the town said, yeah, maybe it's time for you to move on. So um, he went and spent all his money on, on the item, his adventuring gear, because uh, money is not really his strong suit when it comes to understanding uh, how the real world works. Uh, the humans and the elves and such function. Um, but he was able to find a, a temple to saloon and they helped outfit him with the armor and weapon. Um, and uh, after that, then he basically, without any money, found his way to, sounds like Neverwinter, looking for some way to uh, continue financing his, um, his daily means. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You also find yourself you heard about this great bar in for adventurers where you could pick up a a quest or two things that could be done to earn yourself uh, your keep and keep you in your current lifestyle that you're used to um, so you're sitting inside the belting dragon it's uh, it's getting into the heat of the summer uh, it's warm, the windows are open, the doors are open, uh, trying to pass air through every once in a while. Uh, there's a rabbit that walks over by the door and caught, casts gust to just bring air in and try and push air out of the um, out of the end. If you look at him carefully, you'll realize he's missing a hand. Um, there is... Uh, there is a blonde lady behind the bar running full bore, um, and she is tending to everyone. It's a it's a busy night at the inn. Um, you have both made mention that you're looking for work to her previously when you first arrived. Uh, having spent a day here, you're just kind of holding out, waiting for uh, for that. You see the innkeeper. Um, who you know is Ellie. She introduced herself as Ellie. Uh, she is dealing with someone, a a elf, uh, with dark, dark, almost black hair and these deep blue eyes. She's very unique looking and very different looking from any elf you've ever seen. Incredibly tan skin. It's clear she's a wood elf. Um, 
sitting in the corner. She has her feet up on a chair across from her, and laying at the base of that chair is a massive black dire wolf. Um, it seems very docile, <laughs> just sitting there. Um, doesn't even growl when Ellie approaches, and um, Ellie seems to be talking to her, and shortly after... Um, where are the two of you in the bar? I'll let you choose where you are. You haven't met each other yet, we'll say. Unless you want to have met each other. You did have a full day here that you may have bumped into each other. Well, Turk would have been, uh, since he knows it takes money to do things, um, he knows he can't really eat or or uh, stay without having fun. So he probably would kind of be talking around and, trying to get a feel for how he can make money. So he might have bumped into uh, other okay. people. Yeah, Turk probably approached you. I, let's say Turk approached you at some point, Dell, and asked um, if you knew of any way he could make some money. <laughs> yeah, then Dell is going to repeat, I'm looking for some myself, my friend. Uh, I'm also looking for some information on anybody... Uh, that you've seen that that might be uh, in use of some fire magic. Uh, if you see anyone in such a manner, point them my direction. Del, uh, Ellie goes whisking by you with a tray of drinks, and she, as she goes past you, flips her heel up and kicks the back of your chair. And as she as she's going by, she says, "Over shoulder, she goes, I may have something for you." As she's going by, she delivers drinks to a table. Um, uh, how well? How well does she do here? That is the question. How well does Ellie do serving drinks? Let's give this a day roll. See if she spills anything. Ooh, she almost spilt the whole thing. <laughs> Instead, she slides the tray onto the table easily, disperses all the drinks. That was almost a one, but it ended up being a nineteen. She almost had patrons wearing their drinks. <laughs> she grabs the tray, tucks it under her arm, and goes running back to around the bar. Uh, puts the tray down. Um, looks at Oscar, who's at the door, and yells out, Oscar! And he kind of whips up his ears, kind of pop up, and you can actually see there's, like, holes through his ears, like some sort of twisted gauge um, piercings that he has. Uh, he kind of looks up, and she goes, You watch the... Area and he nods and comes running back to the bar and he comes running around and he hops up onto a like box that's behind the bar and just kind of puts his elbows on the bar just looking around waiting for someone to raise a hand or catch his attention. Uh, Ellie comes up to the two of you and she goes, "The elf in the corner has a um, she has a job. Uh, she needs some hands, additional hands." I uh, need to go to Oakhurst and talk to the mayor. So uh, apparently it's a rescue mission. Something his children went missing. So um, her name is Curlin. Uh, you can go over there. When you approach, keep your hands off your weapons. Um, I don't know what that wolf will do, but I don't want to antagonize anyone here. I don't. I don't want to... And my understanding is you don't have money to pay for damages if damages should happen. <laughs> so let's avoid that if we can, please. Um, if Dell looks over, he'll see that uh, 
Turk is looking at the direwolf and kind of licking his lips. Uh, and I would have yeah, no that's gonna, that's going to be a theme. I would have no problem uh, keeping my hands to myself and my weapon sheathed as long as Curlin is no threat to us. She will seem cold on approach. <laughs> she's she's actually a I've sent her on missions before. She is very good. Um, she is difficult to warm up to. I will say that much. Pretty business-like, honestly, is what it will seem like. Makes sense. Take care of business and move on. So Dell, get up and uh, start to approach Curlin like this. Okay. Turk, do you follow? Or uh, yep. Okay. Um, you guys head over to the table as you approach. She's sitting there with. She's got her arms crossed. Uh, there's a half-drank ale on the table, and she's got her feet up on the chair. She actually takes her feet off the chair that it's on and pushes it out from the table. Let's take a seat. Ellie tells me you guys are looking for money. I have, I have a need to uh, visit some areas and uh, continue an investigation in doing so I will have expenses I will want to increase my pocketbook. I, I have a job for you and she looks at Turk as Turk is looking at Oberon yeah he just, uh, he's, he's visibly drooling at this point um sir Mm, 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 yeah. Guy, yeah. He's not food. In fact, it, it, okay. I would actually be quite interested to see how that battle would go. <laughs> now you're you're looking okay. at this. You're looking at this direwolf. This direwolf is six feet long, and it's laying down. It hasn't stood up yet. Yeah. But you're estimating that it's probably four feet tall <laughs> when it gets up. It is a big ass wolf, and it would be a fight between the two of you for damn sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's less thinking about the uh, the fight itself and more about what the big dire wolf steak might look like on a plate. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. But this is okay. Not today. I tell you what. If he dies, if and that's a big if, and I can't get him back. You're welcome. Then sign oh. me up for your adventure. That is if and if. Both both those rules need to be codified. Like, those both need to happen. If he dies and if I can't get him back, I get to look at his body first before you dish up. He's staring blankly like he's paying attention, but you're not really sure if he understands completely, <laughs> but he's not disagreeing. Okay. She will take that as a... Okay. I mean, that's basically an invitation to come along because uh, any <laughs> opportunity... A chance it could die and she might not. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance there's a free meal. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, it's going to be a day's journey to Oakhurst. So, be ready to go first light. Don't drink too much tonight. Here. And she tosses four gold on the table for the two of you. Um, Del's going to grab three of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll grab one. I just doesn't doesn't there, mean anything. The way she threw it, there was one that popped up on its edge and rolled away from Dell that he couldn't grab in a in a nice swift motion. He grabbed the three in a nice swift motion, but he would have looked desperate if he went after the fourth one. And it rolled right in front of Turk and kind of <laughs> lands right in front of Turk. Nice. Uh, Turk looks at him, grabs him, kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Turk knows money equals things, but he doesn't know how money equals things. He just knows that's how people work. Yep. <laughs> so you spend your night and get a good night's rest. Uh, any provisions you want to get with the gold you have, you'd be able to get food, whatnot, for the trip. Um, but uh, you raise, you get up at the break of dawn and head out front and um, Curlin's sitting there uh, leaning up against the wall with her dire wolf at her feet are you ready? let's go there's nothing for me here resisting the urge to call the dire wolf breakfast again because that's I don't know what its name is, um, but not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, right. you could. It might actually, yeah, it might be fun. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you being, uh, you said it's uh, the heat of the summer, so he's probably stowed the robe, um, yeah. so he's not wearing the, the patchwork or the patch patched robe over the top. As opposed to the common clothes she was wearing last night, like she had a like gauzy, blousey shirt on that would be good for the winter or for the summer, and lightweight pants on. Uh, she does have leather armor on, with a very um, like it's sleeveless. It's almost like a leather tank top type thing. Notice a lighter weight shirt underneath it. Um, not the same blouse as before, but just like an underlayer to keep the the least you could get away with without chafing your being because it's flipping warm. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> she she um, gets up off the wall and says, "Come over on." And just uh, so the dog's name is or the wolf's name is Oberon. Oberon, yes, nice. Um, uh, I will be casting mage armor each okay. day. All right. Um, so as we exit the security of the village, um, I'll be casting that immediately. Okay. The heat of the day, it is oppressing walking through the woods here to Oakhurst, which is halfway between here and uh, 
Thunder Tree, if you look on the map I sent you guys. Um, you're, you're following a trail that leads along the river here. And it's humid. It's oppressive. The bugs are nasty. Uh, the sun is beating down when it finds its way through the trees. Uh, walking the moments and times where the trees separate and it's just the sun on a little clearing, it is rough. Um, for Turk, it's actually probably great. Turk probably loves this. It's moist. It's keeping the skin moist. The sun is nice and warm. He's, he's digging. Dal, this sucks. <laughs> um, she is warm. Uh, you can tell that she's sweating as well, and Turk, or not Turk, um, Oberon looks like he is, he looks longingly at the river repeatedly. <laughs> uh, about halfway through the day, where the sun is highest, she said, she looks around, she goes, this may be a good spot to stop. Uh, get some water from the river. Uh, take a breather. Get out of the sun for a little bit. Is there anything the two of you would like to do in this moment, specifically? Hottest part of the day, find a nice rock to to lay on. So, as opposed to the other three of them, you go find the rock that's in the sun and just go kind of lay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walking in the sun yeah. wasn't as fun as laying in the sun is. Yeah. Oberon goes right for the river. When he, when he realizes she said, this is a good place to stop, he goes right for the river. <laughs> He's drinking. And Del's just going to uh, really try to talk to Curlin right now about uh, um, really the circumstances that he finds himself in. Uh, really what he's looking for is information um, on any potential perpetrator in this area and uh, if there's any motivations that she would understand um that someone would destroy an entire village. So maybe looking for a villain. Well, there's any reason someone would destroy an entire village. It could be anything. I don't know if anyone around this area would be powerful enough to destroy an entire village. Maybe? I don't know. I heard there's an old witch in the woods here somewhere. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I mean, from a player now, it's not a character. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen any, uh, seen any evidence of her, but there are rumors abound about her. Um, yeah, so, where we're going, I'm not sure. There, there's an old ruin, apparently, that was being explored, is my understanding, um, by the mayor's children, who are actually, if I say children, but they're, they're, 20 and 18, so it's not like they were kids running around in a ruins. They they were actually sent in there to explore, and they're quite decent explorers from what I understand, and the fact that they have not returned is an issue. I did some research. If I happen to see the... If I happen to see the witch, the witch will feel my wrath. I will 
I would I would hope that we could wait until mission completion, but um, I do understand revenge is a uh, a strong motivator, and it is hard to stow a blade on one whose revenge is sought. I get that. Indeed. <sighs> I gotta refill these water skins, otherwise I'm never gonna make it the second half of this journey. <laughs> she starts walking over to the river. Elle will do the same, but kind of walking away from everyone. Walking away from everyone. Um, both of you make perception checks. Your DC will be a little bit harder, um, Turk, because you're laying on a rock further away. And how far, how far away do you go from her and Oberon? Um, I would still be able to see them, but not really in the mood to talk. Okay. doesn't sound like... Um, I wanted Curlin to say if you see her, murder her, but um, she didn't, so I'm <laughs> kind of feeling a little... Uh, a little just, an aid for, just an aid for a sleepy lizard. That sun feels amazing. <laughs> mm. Laying on the rock, the sun feels great. What did you roll, uh, Del? I got a 19. 19? You hear her talking um, to Oberon. You hear you hear her say uh, something along the lines of that, that one seems troubled. Um, he may be a bit of an issue if, if we do come across his quarry. <sighs> I suppose I didn't pay a lot to get him to come along. Which is fine. And she kind of pops her neck a little bit and he nuzzles her after he seems to have drank his fill. She pulls this little strip of like dried meat out and feeds it to him. You guys take about a half hour, take a rest, get water, sun yourself. And uh, she calls, all right, up, let's go. And she stands up and... Oberon takes off and starts running another trail, and she actually comes, Oberon! Get back here. Stay closer to us. And he... Keeps going. <laughs> He's not listening. Did you ever notice that animal handling checks are one of the best ways to <laughs> determine story? And <laughs> Yeah. She's like, oh, son of a bitch. You probably saw a rabbit again or something. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep walking the trail. He'll find his way back. Keep eyes and ears out, though. With him off chasing rabbits, it will be a... Um, I feel less comfortable about ambush. Uh, about two hours later, um, can I have you guys roll a perception check? Ooh, it's a good one. That's okay for me. 14. 14? 21. 21, excellent. Um, actually, both of you, you hear it. There's some rustling in the tall grass to the left of the trail. Um, Curlin draws one of her short swords right away and is, takes up a kind of a defensive posture and starts walking very quietly or attempting to walk quietly. 
see how she. Oh, actually, no, let me pull her up because I made her. Um, Turk is definitely also gonna go that way and uh, t try to be quiet, but um, he's wearing chainmail, so. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Go ahead and make a stealth check, Turk. Are you doing the same, Dell? Or are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, make a stealth check, sure. Right. Oh my god. I'm, I'm not going to be a front line, so I'll be just kind of okay. hanging back a little bit. Okay. Uh, 15 at disadvantage. 15 at this? Wow. Yeah, I know. That's pretty good. I was I was looking for some story there, and apparently I uh, avoided it. Del, what did you... Five from the back. Five from the back. Suddenly, out of the tall grass, you get knocked on your rear end and there's a big ass direwolf on top of you <laughs> he found his way back to you guys and he pounced on you and she is over oh, no get back here and he hops off of you and <laughs> puts his head down like he knows he did something wrong <laughs> and she gives him a new yeah i mean i'm do you do anything Del, unfortunately yeah Dell's gonna get up and he He's going to crack his whip, not at it, but crack it mm -hmm. to get its attention. And uh, I will say to her, um, <clears throat> keep your dog in check. I don't know if that was an attack, but the next one will not uh, be sustained by me without retribution. <laughs> and she, he comes over to her with his head down, and she, she nods at you like she's pissed. She looks at him and says, "What have I told you about attacking adventurers? They're with us. They don't play. They don't play. They think you're hurting them." Um. <laughs> and she walks. She kind of starts walking again, and he takes his spot up on the front, front from you. Do you do Consid anything? Yeah, uh, considering the deal that uh, that. Turk made with her. He's hoping that this happens again, and maybe uh, Dell will take it down so he can eat it. <laughs> she and as he starts leading the pack, she or leading the four of you, uh, she just kind of shakes her head. <sighs> Dog, you're gonna be the death of me. I. Uh, after another hour or two, the sun, we're, we're getting into the late afternoon. The sun hasn't set yet because it is, we're mid-summer, almost to the solstice. The, you see the small town of Oakhurst before you. And, uh, it's, it's a, at most, at most, it may be a thousand people that live here. Maybe. Uh, just a small little village. Got a town hall. Um, as you're walking in, you can see there's store. Um, there seems to be some sort of church slash shrine, jail, blacksmith, an inn, um, and then several residential homes. There are children playing in the streets. Everything seems very, very normal here. Uh, She's like, should we go talk to the mayor tonight, or do you want to rest first? I think we should go talk to him tonight. Then we can rest, 
get up in the morning and start the job right away. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Tur- Turk's I like completely sleep. energized at this point, being in the sun all day. <laughs> I have little need for sleep. Oh, I have a lot of need for sleep, so um, I would appreciate a good night's sleep before going on any adventures. And traveling sucks. Need to get this road dust off me anyway. And I could probably use a bath. <laughs> yes, you smell. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, you've been downwind of me all day. That's actually been kind of nice. I've only had to smell this asshole. <laughs> she points that over on. Yes, also the reek of wet dog is, is really unfortunate. Yeah. Well, let's go talk. His, his name is... Um, Carowin. Carowin. Who Krell? Who I think who Krell. Um, we'll head to the to the village hall and uh. Oh wait a minute. Never mind. It's the that isn't the um, that isn't the mayor. <laughs> My bad. Uh, she mentions the mayor Werner Lang. She said he's offering this on behalf of one of the local uh, locals, and she goes and knocks on the door to the to the village hall. And there's a pleasant voices. Come in. Open the door, and there's a desk or like a reception desk. <laughs> she kind of looks. She goes. Most people don't knock. That's uh, that's a. Mm. Can I help you? <laughs> this is a little gnome sitting on a chair. Yeah, um, we're here to see the mayor. Oh, he's at his residence now. Um, do, do you need me to get him? Would you like me to get him? I can get him. He just left. Um, I'll go get him. Hang on. <laughs> she jumps off the chair and goes running out the door. And you guys are in the town hall, and uh, it's kind of a waiting area, reception area. Um there is a door out the back side of the hall, and there's like three doors along each side that lead into separate rooms. Um, there's kind of six rooms, and then one like grand entrance hall waiting area with a vaulted ceiling and a, a old style um, like deer antler chandelier. And there's a bunch of deer antlers all put together with candles inside them, and you see there's. Um, bear skins on the wall and various hunting like it's like an old hunter's cabin type feel to this town hall uh about four or five minutes later she comes running back in she's like he'll be right here um uh he was yes he was expecting you he talked to you um yes okay uh yes all right (laughs) she hops back up on her chair Goes back to looking at what she was looking at. Oh, she's got a book in front of her. Um, she looks up at y'all and there are chairs if you'd like to sit. And I'm very parched. Is 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 there a beverage? Um. Oh yes, I could get. Yeah, I am. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I should have done that first. I'm kind of in here. Um, and she goes, she goes in the door, the first door off to the left, and goes running in, and you hear clinking of, like, glasses and 
uh, tankards and stuff. And um, she comes up with this tray. She's holding it above her head. Uh, how well is she doing this? <laughs> you guys may be wearing your meal. No, she's actually doing pretty well. She's got it above her head. She's, she looks a little wobbly, but she looks wobbly, but the tray is remarkably steady. Like, you think she's going to drop the whole time, but if you actually look at it, that tray has not... It's level. <laughs> she's coming towards you all kind of... Ah, like that, and she puts it on the, like, coffee table in front of you. She's there. There's um, there's waters in the uh, wooden mugs. The glass mugs have ale in them, and those mugs are chilled so that your hand will be nice and cold. Um, and then there's some dried meat and some fruits. Um, and the marrow should be here within, like, five, ten minutes or so. Okay. If you need anything else, uh, um, I'm I'm here. Oh, there are facilities um, for waste on the back to the right. That room, um, a one at a time. There's only one one place to do your stuff. So, um, well, I mean, two at a time if you want to go do some of that other stuff. But I, I'm not gonna judge you if you want to do some of that stuff. Girl, and kind of goes. <sighs> yes, we are fine. Thank you very much. Uh, Turk will walk up and put his one gold piece down on the table and then go and start drinking the ale. Because he doesn't I will understand. I that gold piece. <laughs> Watch She's watching. Oh. All right. She steps over to Dallas. Turk is eating. He's... He doesn't get money, does he? It is apparent that he does not. <laughs> How long have you known him? It is not my responsibility to train him. Oh. Oh, so you don't know him. You haven't known him long. I have known him as long as you have known him. Ooh. Okay, then. That's why I would keep your dog on a shorter leash. Um, Good to know. You you can see that he's uh, not not taking his time with the food, that if you guys want some, you should probably get to it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she she sees that and about the same time Del probably sees that and she moves forward and grabs just a thing of the water. She's not going after the ale um, and a piece of fruit. That's what she grabs. Is there anything specific you yeah, grab? I'm gonna, just an ale. I, I'm not that hungry. I, I definitely am interested in an ale. So. Uh, as you're enjoying your ale and she's eating her fruit and Turk is near done with everything else that was sitting on the plate uh, and the mayor comes in ah Curlin, good, you've brought help fantastic I am Mayor Werner Lang uh, I am I have requested Curlin services and additional services for the help uh, the help recovering or finding out what happened to Talgan and Sharwin Hugh Creel. Yeah. He was a, uh, a a known fighter, one of our best fighters in our service to our town guard. Sharwin was a young wizard looking full of promise and both were going to be very important parts of our society here in Oakhurst. 
We sent them into the citadel, into the ruins, uh, north northeast of uh, Thunder Tree. See that? Okay. There's a tribe of goblins there. They're they're not malicious. Um, but they show up every year. Um, right around the summer solstice shortly after that with an apple and every year we buy this apple because it's amazing it it has these incredible healing properties and there's usually a lottery of the sickest people and the families deemed worthy of having the apple, and we will pay for this apple. 50 gold for this apple to the goblins. Because it, it's remarkable. It, it heals. We've tried planting the seeds, trying to recreate it, but <laughs> the little bastards, every time we plant them, they get to be about a two-foot-high seedling, and then... I swear to God, they're sending some sort of thief or assassin or something to uproot them from the ground and take them away. They will not let us have access to the trees that make these. They bring us one a year. It's ridiculous. We could save so many more people. So we had someone trail them. Follow them back to the runes and... They came back, reported where they were living, where they came from, where they went. So we decided to send the Hukriel kids in. I say kids, they're they're older, they're adults. But the young Hukriels into the ruins, because they were our best bet. (laughs) They haven't returned. This was three weeks ago. Where's this apple? It's been administered to one of the local children who had a tree fall on him. His legs are where he would never have walked again. He's walking. Did did your scout find additional apples at this location? No. They found the runes and they fortified to an extent. Um, he was paid to just find out where they were living, not mm. not go adventuring or finding a tree or anything like that. Mm. Interesting. I can show you, Joffrey. I mean, he's <laughs> he's a remarkable kid, bright kid, all of four. He's walking. <laughs> it's it's impressive what this apple does. Why, why we only ever get one from the little bastards, I have no idea. I'm sick of it. I want to do more for my city. I do not doubt the truth of your statement. However, I also am interested in getting some additional apples for your village. So we'll be on the lookout for a tree or a grove. 
they got to be doing something with these saplings too. I don't. I have no clue. But it never fails. They they get about two feet high before they'd even consider sprouting any fruit. Well, bastards come and just steal them right out of the ground from us. So you leave in the morning. I can give you a map. We have a detailed map from the from the scout. That'd be best to leave in the morning. Um, I can see Turk. Turk would be ready to go right now, but he recognizes that the companions are not ready. Not ready. Morning would be good. The morning would be very good. Says Carlin. All right. You have that map? He's, yeah, I'll he, carry the map. He nods yes, and he, he goes back and uh, brings the map out from... He goes into the middle door on the right, and he comes back out of there, and he uh, has this rolled-up map, and he, hand, he hands it to Del. Because you, you said you'd take the map. You heard you say that. Yeah, I'm stepping up to grab the map. And she looks, and she... She makes that motion for like a half a second, but pulls back when you step forward. And she kind of nods. She's, she's like, okay, cool. Maybe these guys aren't just useless followers. <laughs> she likes seeing some leadership in the people she's working with. So she was very actually pleased with that. Uh, make an insight check. Honestly. To see if you notice that approval in her. Seven. Seven? Okay, yeah. You don't really notice it. <clears throat> if you're playing if you're maybe playing she should <clears throat> maybe she should do an inside insight check for Dell's control issues. <laughs> that I, I I'm gonna do an I could get behind that. I'm gonna do oh. an inside check to see if I recognize the power struggle. It uh no. eight. She sees it and where she sees it initially as oh good someone's stepping up the the body language when you actually take the map she's oh this this may be good this may be a problem <laughs> she thinks to herself all right then morning we will leave uh we can make uh we should be able to make Thunder Tree by midday and possibly the ruins by nightfall tomorrow. Thunder, Thunder Tree. Oh! <laughs> and so you, uh, you um, taking the night. Uh, <clears throat> long rest. Yeah, obviously. Not that you uh, So, uh, Turk, Turk, Turk having, uh, spent his last gold on a, on a tray of food that was probably free, um, he doesn't, really have a plan to stay at the inn because okay. he knows he's penniless so uh he's actually since he's wide awake at, at twilight he's gonna go uh go in the surrounding area and, and do a little hunting okay um make an investigation well, hunting survival check make a survival check sure so hunting is survival you are going hunting in survival that looks good. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. I care. 
And my character does not require sleep, so I'm going to watch Turk go out the door, wait a couple minutes, and then just kind of see what he's up to. Okay. <laughs> make, a, make a stealth check to follow him successfully. What's your passive perception, Turk? 15. 15, okay. Mm, it's only 8. 8. Uh, Turk, you will realize that Dell is following you. Um, okay. Um, huh. I have, uh, how about then like, I have an action here I'd like to do. Okay. Because uh, I don't know, I know. So I know he's following me, and I don't know if he is... Uh, oh, shoot. It's only 10 feet. Okay. So I can't use it. The ability wouldn't work. I don't think he'd be within 10 feet of me then. <laughs> so never mind. All right. Save that for later. Um, you do, uh, success- do I- successfully find um, you're going out about hunting and following him, Del. You're watching him. And you see he is on the hunt. And at one point, um, he's going to murder like a pig from a swine herd farm. And then you see at the last moment he realizes, no, this is domesticated pig. I don't eat domesticated. Um, this is this is people's pig, <laughs> basically. This is someone's pig. This is not my pig. This is not wild pig. Um, is that a concern you... for you, Turk? <laughs> well, this is a nineteen. Um, this is a nineteen. Uh, this is based on yeah. his nineteen survival check that he went. Oh wait, no. This could this could cause this has caused problems before when I've killed pig like this. <laughs> and you do find a deer then out in the woods, further out. That is wild and does not belong to anybody, which does not cause problem if eat. <laughs> All right, yeah, I will definitely, uh, definitely eat most of that meat, um, and then uh, skin. Just take the the hide. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a dexterity check to flay that well and have a nice looking hide. The higher it is, the better the hide's going to be. Um, Stay, stay, okay. Had you, okay, that's okay. had you been under a 10, you would have killed someone's pig or something, or a cow. Or... <laughs> okay, uh, 15 for the deck. Oops, I did, oh, it's the same. Save and check is the same, so 15. Uh, you you do have yourself a good quality pelt. It does need tanning, but you do have yourself a good quality um, pelt that you do know that tanners would pay money for. Like, yeah, and that would be... First thing in the morning before they come to collect me, I would try to find if the tanner is around and and see if I can get some coin for it. Okay. <clears throat> is there anything you do while while he's doing this? You see that he found a uh, found a deer. Actually, killed what looked to be a wild deer. Um, had a good meal. <laughs> did you eat it all raw? Yeah. Or did you cook it? Or yeah, absolutely. You just eat it no. raw. That was. <laughs> Yeah, it was just me. I'm not worried about. It. It's it's like cutting vegetables. <laughs> as you're cutting them, you just eat pieces of it <laughs> as you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, if if Del, if Del would have uh, came up like he wanted some, then I probably would have uh, gave him some some you know nice pieces. But if he uh, just watching from the shadows, I'm assuming he's not hungry. It's up to Del. <laughs> Would you have approached while he was dressing the deer? I would not have. I would have just kind of looked at it like, hmm, that's a useful skill. All right. Um, 
you do have your meal you have your rolled up hide then um you do need sleep right turk just not as yeah. much or do you still need the full eight no i i need a full sleep okay yeah. uh where do you end up crashing then um it uh, seems if, that if i can dell and curlin were given a room not together but they each had their own room at the inn at the old boar inn is what it's called um there are there is a stable where there are horses laying down and stuff uh um, if i if i can figure out what uh based on the signage where the tanner is i would probably like sleep on the by the side of the building or okay. somewhere um, near there so i don't miss them in the morning make an investigation check Just a seven. Just a seven. Uh, it's you have dark vision, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you find a tanner relatively easy. Um, where do you sleep? It, it's a. There is very clearly a tanning facility in back, where there are like skins hung up and stuff. Um, you can smell the chemicals used for the. Mm, just just um, somewhere out. Uh... Somewhere that might have just a little cover, like an overhang or anything, There's so that overhang. I can see the door. There is an overhang on the front right. It's a small porch, but um, there is an overhang that on the porch on the front door. Like you could lay on that porch, but that's you'll take up most of it. Like sure, I'll do that. When the then tanner shows up, me. when the tanner shows up in the morning, he's going to have to wake you up to get inside. <laughs> that that's fine. I'll use the um, the hide as a blanket then. Okay, furry side towards me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cover it up. Uh, Dell, you go back to the inn? The old board inn? Or yeah, so you... I'll just head back to my room, and uh, I do, instead of sleep, enter a trance-like state, and that um, just kind of... Mm-hmm. Uh, like an elf. Refreshes me, and yeah, refreshes my... Um, so I get a unique proficiency that I wouldn't normally have. I'm proficient with my whip um, because of it, but I have to enter this trance-like state regularly. So. Okay. So you do the this. Um, there is probably, I would imagine, some form of like ritual you go through with your whip before you go into this trance, whether you're wrapping it around your forearms or laying it around your body in a certain pattern. But there is something you do that in your trance state bonds you with your whip and your thought process and your muscle memory for using it. Uh, And you go through that whole trance, set all that up and um, spend your time in your trance. The morning comes and Turk, you're uh, you're being nudged. Someone's kind of kicking you gently with a boot. Hey, hey. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, you have oh, a place you're here. to stay. Oh, I was waiting for you. Waiting for me. Oh, looks like you have a skin that needs tanning. Yeah, I'd sell it to you. Do you want to sell it to me? If you want it, then bring it inside. Bring it inside. And he waits for you to kind of right. get up, and he opens the door, and he goes inside, and goes around behind the counter. You get up, kind of shake it out. 
bring it, mm-hmm. uh, bring it inside. So let me see what you got. And he kind of, he's got this massive counter that's like four foot by ten feet wide, and he kind of pulls it up on there, and he gets out a loose tape measure, and he's like measuring it and taking it, and he looks at the quality of the fur on the one side, and. I'll give you uh, I'll give you five silver for it. Okay. And he, he goes and gets five silver again. Here you go. Thank you much. Awesome. You, you just want to sell it. You didn't want it tanned, right? I mean, I could, I could, nope. I could tan it for you. Nope. For okay. I need need coin to buy stuff. Fair. Have a good day then. Um, and then I'll head back to the to the inn. Kirlin is standing outside the inn. It's almost like she doesn't sleep. <laughs> She's always ready to go when you guys are ready to go. Um, Del, honestly, you would probably come out the door. Well, you went and watched him, so she would have gotten up before you because she only requires four hours of sleep as well. <laughs> Trance like sleep, so. Um, <laughs> She was up and eating. She's standing outside the door, like a, almost like a like a drill sergeant in the military or a senior officer in the military. Always is the last in bed and the first up, and is always prepped and ready for if you guys need anything. Oh, you ready to go? Then we should make a. Um, uh, thunder, thunder tree by midday. Uh-huh. That that is the goal. It might be a bit pushing the pace, but I think we can do it. We have some cloud cover today, so still humid though. You got water? Indeed, ready to go. All right. Where's your friend? Oh, there he is. <laughs> Turks walking down the road towards you guys. Um, you take note that she says your friend, regardless of the fact that you said you just met him last night. She has lumped the two of you together. Sure. All right. I, she should probably, um, have, uh, understood that I do not have a sense of responsibility for Turk. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but maybe she's saying that ironically. You do, you do sense the smirk on her face when she says your friend she fully got that yeah no he's not he's not your responsibility he's not he's just another adventurer <laughs> as far as you're concerned uh, she whistles and yells for Oberon he comes running you hear him barreling down between the buildings and comes running <laughs> kind of slides and leans up right against her and looks up at her <laughs> And like licks her chin. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, it's actually kind of hilarious as he slides into her because you see her like foot back, <laughs> hands up, like ready to catch him because he's very enthusiastic and she's used to him doing this. And she maintains his weight and then he licks her. And, all right, we're going to go now. And Bell's going to just kind of roll the whip, just like instead. Pull it off the belt and just kind of roll it so that it like flips on its end. Yep. Just makes a little bit of noise and reminds the dog 
Remember, I'm not a play toy. <laughs> she she bops him on the head. Knock it off. He's a friend. Don't tackle him. You won't have this problem. <laughs> Let's go. And he, he starts walking down the road. Turk, they end up walking towards you before you catch up to them. And she looks at you and said, are you ready to go? Ready to go. Out we go. Uh, and you guys leave behind Oakhurst and head towards uh, Thunder Tree. It's much better traveling today than it was yesterday without the heat. That would be debatable by Turk, I imagine. Uh, without the sun beating on him, he may be a little more uh, under the weather, so to speak. Yeah, he had a, a he had a good day and a good meal. He's uh, he's happy as a clam. And he's got five silver, which means he can buy things. Yeah. Um. So you end up uh, through the morning, no issues, traveling through to Thunder Tree. At Thunder Tree, you stop, and she's like, "All right, we, we're." I don't want to stop here long. We got to push on, find these ruins by the end of the day. Um, get water if we need it. Get any rations you may need yet. Um, and we will we'll move out in. Well, meet me back here at the edge of town. And she goes off into the woods. Do you guys do anything? Go refill your water, rations. Turkey, you have some cash now. Do you go looking for anything? <laughs> Is there a place to buy things in is, Thunder it is, Tree? It is a small town, maybe 200 people. Uh, there is one in Hall, like one big city structure, and then everything else is like little uh, people's homes and in-home businesses, okay. like the blacksmith, his house is connected to his forge, <laughs> and uh, the tanner is the same way. But, like, anywhere where you would buy anything outright, like, all of it is done through the one main um, city hall in trading house type place. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll go there. Okay. Um, there oh, I'll, I'll, I will join him. All right. There's an orc, a half-orc behind the counter. Big, burly guy. He's missing an eye. <laughs> Big beard and two tusks coming out of the bottom of his he's uh, got a severe underbite how's it going good I'll uh, immediately put the five silver on the bar and, and ask for uh, food and, and uh, ale food and ale five silver okay that's like like good food or like travel food um, for now, for for here, for here, good food. All right. How you want meat, fruit? Yes, yes. You normally like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would bring him the meat and the fruit immediately. All right, all right. Meat and fruit. You want it cooked? Well, whatever. All right. <laughs> he goes back. 
<laughs> he comes out, he's got a plate, he just sets it in front of you, and it's like two apples, a bushel of grapes, and a slab of like beef that is just sitting there. It looks like it touched the grill for maybe about a 30 seconds on each side. He didn't know whether or not he should cook it, and you said yes, so he seared both sides and set it on the plate. I know a lot of people, not a lot, but a few people that that's how they like their steak. Pretty blue, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, yeah, I'll dig in. Yep, dig in. Uh, he does produce an ale to put with that. Can you do anything, sir? Yeah, I'll take some fruit, and I do need to know where uh, I can attain uh, potions for healing. Potions for healing. Well, uh, <laughs> in Thunder Tree, uh, we have. One. I can get you a potion for healing. One. I have one. What would be the cost, sir? Uh, for one potion of healing? For the potion of healing? For this one? Uh, 50 gold. Hmm. Let's just start with the fruit, then. Alright, fruit <laughs> it is. Huh. You want dried fruit, or do you want fruit fruit? Dried fruit, please. All right. He comes back and he puts this little um, leather pouch in front of you. And it's lined with some sort of, like, it looks like corn husk on the inside. And then piled inside of it is a bunch of, like, dried banana and apple and apricot and all piled in there. There's some nuts in there as well. Um, he looks at you and says, you don't have nut allergies, do you? No, no, okay, I do not. It's not all fruit. I tried to get it to be all fruit, but there's some nuts in there. It's a trail mix. It's, it's something I like. It's, it's pretty good. I like it. It's a little. It's a bit underwhelming, but I will take it with me. All right. It's a good size pouch. <laughs> it is a good size pouch. Like honestly, that would keep you full on a day's travel. It is the. Imagine you had like four bananas and two apples and <laughs> a couple of apricots all cut up and dried out and yeah. Enough to keep the blood awesome. sugar up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you guys get your food, you eat your meal, you meet Curlin back out at the edge of town. You ready? Let's go. Um, make a perception check. I have to change my dice. Nine. Eighteen. I should not change my dice. Del, you notice underneath, like, she's got this, like, gauzy underlayer shirt on, um, but underneath it there is a, a bandage, and the the back side of it here has been sewn. And it looks like it's a little pink where that was sewn together. All right, uh, you guys move on through the uh, out of Thunder Tree into the northeast of Neverwinter Wood. You come across a 
um, as you're walking along, you come to a plateau where the... I'm going to send you guys this map, I think. Well, maybe I'm not. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Um, I'm going to send... Uh, no, I don't want to try doing that because I may mess that up. I will send it to you eventually. <laughs> um, the the wood line narrows out and you can see as it thins out there's a cliff and then the woods continue lower um, and there is a what looks to be a fire like someone made a fire pit or something here and a set of stairs winding down the side of the cliff mm. Interesting. Carolyn walks out to the to the fire pit and then looks kind of out over the edge of the cliff, observes the stairs and says, "We made good time." You can see the sun is setting over the trees. It's actually freaking gorgeous. the The clouds broke a little bit so that there is is one of those fantastic sunsets where you get the white rays from the sun pouring through the individual clouds, and it's reds and purples and oranges and yellows as the sun goes down over the forest as the as the sun is setting that the colors of the sun are what you'd the uh, sunset what you'd think is reflecting in turk's eyes but if you look close enough it's actually not a reflection that that's what his eyes do as it goes from day to night oh fun that's cool i like that awesome um, so I, I'm carefully reviewing the map to ensure that this location is appropriate. Um, mm -hmm. anything that the map is telling me, the map, um, based on everything you did, you followed it this entire time. The map has led you to here. Um, it does mark the staircase and it does have a, um, entrance at the base. It marks entrance to goblin lair is what it says at the base huh. of it the uh, uh um she looks at you guys and said do you, you want to rest the night up here or should we descend if we if we rest up here i think we should take watches for sure which might be advantageous. I don't need a ton of rest, so if you guys can deal with giving me four hours of rest, um, I can take watch for the rest of the time. Um, I suggest that Kerlin and I switch rest of four hours each, and Turk sleeps for eight hours, and then we proceed under darkness because it seems like er everyone in our party is strong with dark vision we could um yeah we if we start resting now the sun isn't even down yet if we pull that off we'll have an hour or two in to descend in darkness um that would work we, we, we could absolutely do that um Alright, so no hunting tonight. Yeah. Alright, 
I'll find the warmest rock then and go right to sleep. Okay. So you, you do actually find there is a nice, like, near the edge of the cliff, there is a rock that is there that the the dirt and stuff is kind of washed away and it is all hard rock that has been in the sun for the last two hours and it's warmer. Um, she does start a fire, a small one, in the fire pit. Uh, says, if you want to rest now, Del, I will, I will rouse you when... When you need to be roused, how long should I wait? I mean, you you are similar. Four to hours. Yeah, I feel. You you will see me. You will see me with my equipment, and I will enter a trance. But it, I will, I will come out of this trance after about four hours. At that time, I will switch with you. Okay. That'll work. Um. Being told who's on the first watch, I will uh, I will use my Eyes of Night ability on um, Perlin. Okay. Which gives her what? Dark vision to 300 feet for an hour. Nice. Huh. When you do that, she's like, whoa. Wow. That's handy. And then, and then I'll go lay down. Um, the, uh, her watch goes by, um, she hears, well, you guys don't know, you're both resting. (laughs) Uh, but nothing rouses you from your trance or your sleep until you naturally arouse from your trance, Del, um, and wake her. Uh, she looks at you and says, there, there was something out there at some point. I'm not sure what it was. I heard it though. Oberon started growling. Nothing that it, nothing that attacked or came near to us. Keep an eye peeled. Indeed, I will. Um, and she goes and uh, Oberon lays down, and she goes and leans, like he lays down, and she kind of leans back onto his rib cage, and puts her hands across, like literally what I'm doing. She does this with her legs crossed in front of her towards the fire and closes her eyes and after a certain amount of time, I need you to make a perception check, Del. Yep. See if yours is any better than hers was. It is. Ooh, significantly better. It's as good as it gets with 22. You hear a, um, you hear a rock from near the staircase Um, and for the briefest of seconds you see a pair of uh, like an oblong head and a pair of really kind of long ears go running down duck down and running away from the stairs Um, you have seen a goblin before this was a goblin makes sense uh not brazen enough to attack you guys, um, but uh, definitely your presence is known by him, at least, if not more of them. How far away is the staircase? Oh, where's that map? The staircase would have been... Oh, I'm using the wrong mouse. Uh-huh. Two computers. Sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. 
that staircase, give or take, is, oh, 20, 30, 30 feet away. I see a goblin uh, leaving, like running. Like he, his, you saw his head go down. Be so, the land is level, and the staircase goes down on the cliff face. You saw his head go down that staircase, basically. Like he was peeking up just on the edge to see who was there, and you made knowledge of him, and he took off. How far into my watch am I? About two hours. I will let him we were, escape. You'll let him go. Okay. I was going to say, we were told they're not malicious, but they also don't let you keep uh, apple trees. Yeah, so I'm going to... Yeah, that. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, start a murder fest of goblins, but also <laughs> I don't necessarily want to walk down the stairs to a goblin army. So I'm going to now move physically to the top of the stairs and peer down okay peering down you see there's a set of stairs that go down and then there's a rope that actually descends down like there is there's a set of stairs that goes down this way and then it doubles back and there's a like a landing there and a rope that goes off you do see there's more stairs that go but that rope goes off almost straight down to the bottom you would think your dark vision only allows you to see midway to where that rope is hanging okay like it might be a fireman's pole quick way down the stairs yeah or or it may be Um, there because the stairs are shattered you don't know i'm gonna stay right where i'm at at the top of the stairs and finish my watch there you know looking more carefully for any movement that i see okay um you are you stay there. Uh, it is uh, very quiet the rest of the night. Um, there are when you are kind of out on your watch. Uh, give me a survival check. Maybe a couple of things you come across, possibly if you see these. Wow, uh, not, it's a twenty. Twenty, yeah. Uh, you do see um, there's a set of like large what you assume are rodent tracks um, and the only the only reason you assume they're rodent tracks as opposed to goblin tracks is that there there's like four feet to them um, there's a couple of sets of those tracks I'm making you think there's multiple of these large rodents wherever they are um, that have been in the area and you do also see two sets of human tracks that lead towards the stairs. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what you find. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to make a note to communicate that to my uh, traveling partners and say it is not you know, only goblins that we may find as we descend. Right. And he he arouses you, Turk, to do this. Curling comes out of her trance. The sky is just 
ever so slightly starting to lighten on the horizon. You have probably about 45 minutes to an hour of darkness to descend the mountain, if you like. Um, she makes note of the tracks. Yeah, I would like to do that. Shall we? Um, yeah, and I think um, Turk would maybe feel the in this particular instance, feel the uh, responsibility to lead. It's a narrow path. He's got probably the thickest armor. Um, and the farthest starts. Yeah. So. Curlin is glad to allow you to lead. <laughs> By all means, yeah, go for it. Um, I'll keep Oberon in would there. be, uh, since he said something about a goblin, I would be looking for traps while uh, descending. Uh, make him Investigation check for traps. Yay! It's a three. It's a three. Um, the the stairs as you descend, they're five feet wide. Um, they're roughly carved. They're easy to traverse. Um, fighting on these would be dangerous. You do end up descending to the first uh, platform, and there is a rope heading over the edge that descends into the darkness below. Uh, your dark vision, do you have your eyes ability on right now, or are you just on 60 feet? Mine, mine is always 300 feet, but I have the ability to give one or to give other, uh, um, other characters it. Okay, leading and looking down the stairs, you realize that the the rope leads down to a crumbled courtyard, and as you get down to this first platform, the this massive citadel is right at the edge of your vision, like it, the tips of all the buildings, and you see basically the layout of this huge citadel that looks like it sank into the earth at one point. Um, Kerlin actually mentions that in her uh, research of this that this citadel sank when Mount Hotenau erupted the, the event that caused all kinds of turmoil within Neverwinter um, it also caused this citadel to sink below the surface um, that's why this whole ravine is here so does it look like the um, stairs are a better option or the rope at this point? Uh, looking back at the stairs, the stairs seem solid. Um, the rope seems quicker. Um, okay. Merlin uh, looks at the rope I'll and says, says there's no way Oberon's making that. I'm going to take the stairs. It's up to you guys what you do. All right, I'll stick to the stairs then. You may <clears throat> you, keep, you keep descending. Your dark vision is sixty feet. Del, yes. Mine's hundred and twenty. Hundred and twenty. So Carolyn's the least of you. Uh, so she's talking about this citadel as it comes into vision for each of you as you are descending the stairs. Um, it almost it emerges from the darkness. Uh, it, it's 
quite impressive, but it is clearly uh, long forgotten. Windows are cracked and um, they're leaning towers. Um, it's very quiet and there's there is a cool breeze that is actually coming up from it. Um, and it that on that breeze there is a scent of like dust and a faint trace of like rotten something food fruit meat something smells off coming from below uh, the narrow stairs empty into a small courtyard um, it's was at one point you think might have been a, a like a battlement like a crenellated battlement on the top of the citadel but with how far the citadel is sunk into the earth it's it's a level with ground level as you walk down here um the floor stretches away to the north and south um it, and it's just crumbled masonry in both directions um, which leads, like, it gets deeper into the earth in both those directions. And to the west, um, you see the citadel. Um, there's a tower that stands on the west side of the courtyard. Um, and, uh, I'll wait for I the think... rest of them to, to get down then. Um, while I'm waiting, I'll, I have a, a ability called Vigilant Blessing. I will give myself advantage on the next initiative roll that I have to make. Okay. So, in case that comes up. I'm just uh, quietly talking out loud um, ab about the Citadel knowing, you know, I, I probably can see pretty darn well, but I'm realizing Turk can see better than I can in the dark. And, uh, I also then realize that Curlin cannot, um, see as well as we can. So yeah. just kind of talking out loud about what we're coming up on. And, and you actually realize that as you start having conversations about it and she's like, I can't, oh, no, there it is. I see it now. As you approach it, and you get a good good idea of what her vision distance is, and you're estimating it's about 50, 60 feet she can see in the dark. Um, and yes, it is clearly like Turk's like whoa when he gets when he sees it, and then you finally see it, and you realize oh he's probably got way more than I do. Um, the tower. Um, before you, there's a door in its base. Um, or you could try and... There is space to try and creep along the wall to the north or south if you'd like to. But there is a chasm that that will eventually fall off into that you don't see the bottom of. So either straight down the path or it, it it's climb an open, to the side. It's, a, it's an open courtyard. It's twenty by what is it? Twenty by thirty. Twenty by thirty. Twenty by thirty. 
25 by like 20. So it, it comes down into this like open courtyard. Straight ahead of you is a door. There's there's a large tower of the citadel that is a door that has a door in it. There is rubble, but you could walk along it. But that falls like if you fell off of that, you'd fall into these large chasms north and south. But there is room to walk along there if you'd like to try and find a different way in. Mm-hmm. It is an option. Eric, lead us. What do you want to do? Sure, it's only 20, 25 feet, so I'll walk. I can walk straight down the path. Um, can you give me a perception check, please? I like it. 24. 24. As you're walking forward, you notice that there is an unmortared edge to a trap door. Nice perception. It is 10 by 10. Okay, it looks like an actual trap or just a trap? It looks like, like a trap an door, like trap. a trap. Like something would spring it if you put pressure on it. Okay. Yeah, I will. I'll flag them forward and point point at it and say uh, it's a trap. Um, Kerlin looks at it. Uh, she's like, um, let me see. It would be in Hmm. We may be able to jam this. Possibly should we spring it and see what it is first? Sure. Um How strong are you? <laughs> 14 plus 2 or a four, strength of 14 hey 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 um Turk Turk you're pretty strong go grab that go grab that rock over yeah. there see that big one hey, grab that one throw it out I will go grab that rock over there <laughs> I will go grab that rock and throw it at it uh you throw it on the the trapdoor flips up and dumps the rock inside um a pit, and you you get a look in there. Um, it is it, it's just a it's a it's a ten foot by ten foot by twenty foot deep pit. Um, inside that pit, uh, there is you see like it's two goblinoid skeletons, and then like a goblin body that may have been dead for about a day, but there's a big-ass rat that is chewing on that body. <laughs> it Ooh, uh... looks up as like and goes back to now, mawing, mawing on the um, <laughs> the living goblin, or not living goblin, but the, the fleshy goblin, not the skeleton goblins. <laughs> Um, in, the pit, in the pit, you do see on one of the skeletons 
is a scimitar and a shield. That you can see that actually seem like they're in decent condition. Hmm. Uh, I don't need anything down there, Krillin says. I might be able to shoot the the rat, though. And that would make a good meal, wouldn't it? He says out loud. <laughs> Krillin looks at Del and kind of makes a... Uh, Well, we can, uh... We can feed the lizard. The scimitar and shield look like... <laughs> the scimitar and place? shield look like they have some value. We can get it on the way back, right? So, it's just, uh, you know, that tasty morsel down there. Sure, maybe the rest. Is there a, uh... Is there a safe place to descend down there? Or is it, like, all spikes? Or just... It's just yeah, a you pit, can right? It's just a pit. It's just a 20-foot deep pit. That is very difficult to get yeah. out of. So if you had a rope, you could probably tie it off to something and get down there without... The the problem down there is the rat. And the... All right, so I advise that uh, Curlin kills the rat. I look at Turk like... Are you interested in consuming the rat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that uh, that's a tasty morsel right there. Whatever keeps him away from her. And she pulls her bow off and <laughs> draws an arrow and fires. At the... goes, Turk goes straight for his rope, then rope off his backpack and starts making a uh, making some loops to tie somebody to to lower them down to get it. And I'll hand I'll hand him a couple pittens to just try to help out because I'll quickly. be interested in collecting the equipment she very quickly draws an arrow fires hits him in the back of the head draws another arrow and fires and draws a third arrow like it happens so quickly it's unreal and every one of them one in the back of the head one in the back of the neck and another one right in it's like every one of them at his spinal cord and he stops moving on the third arrow she said i don't need anything down there except my arrows if you can retrieve them and she puts okay so then uh her shoulder when Dell walks over with the pittance, uh, uh, Turk would go to tie the rope around uh, Dell's waist like he's going to lower him down. Okay. <laughs> Turk, Turk goes to tie a rope around your waist, Dell. What do you do? <laughs> well, I would question whether I'm strong enough to hold Turk. So, I'm no moron. Wait. And then Does he- I... Hang on a minute. Does do you tie it around your waist, Turk, or are you trying to tie it around Dell's waist? Tie it around, tie it around Dell's waist. Yeah, he's going to tie it around your waist. Oh, now. like he's going to lower you down. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I was I was like uh, the other way around is not going to function. <laughs> I was gonna say, that would be the funny way to do things. <laughs> the the funny thing about this moment is, is he gets very into Dell's personal space as he's trying to tie the, the rope around you. How big is that rat? A uh, rodent of unusual size. He, so like, he, he is like uh, my four, size? How tall are you? <laughs> you're you're an owl. A little, little smaller than you. I mean, it's like four or five feet long. Not including its okay. tail. So with its tail, it's probably your length. So this is what I'm going to do. 
It's dead. I'm gonna let Turk. I'm gonna let Turk put that rope around me. Okay. Feeling pretty secure about that. Then, as I'm let down into the pit, my first, uh, my first items that I'm gonna grab are those arrows. Okay. And then I'm gonna look at the equipment that you said was down there. Yep. Does it, it look like it's in good shape that it'll have value? Um, Carolyn's watching, and she sees you grab the arrows, and she stops watching at that point. She goes and sits down by uh, Oberon. Uh, when you're down there, you pull the arrows. You pull them successfully. Uh, it, it's remarkable. You make note of where she hit him, and it's remarkable. She's an incredibly good archer. Uh Looking at the equipment, the scimitar's blade is rusty and pitted. Um, the shield is a, it's a wooden shield. It would be functional. Uh, it's not going to like fall apart if something hits it. But neither one of them seem like they're going to be worth the effort of bringing around. Uh, make an investigation check, though. All right. I'll make an investigation check. It's not good. It's not five. Good. Five. <laughs> um... Yeah. So you think of if if anything, the scimitar would be a. The shield might actually have some functionality for you. The scimitar isn't going to do a whole lot, uh, but you'd be able to use that shield in a pinch. Um, All right, I'll take the shield, and then I'll tie the rope around the rat. Okay. And let Turk know that he can haul up the rat. Okay. Um, you tie the rope around the rat. Turk, give me a strength check to haul the rat up. Um, as you're sitting down there, you're going to have another three, four minutes to sit down there. Go ahead and make another investigation check because there isn't anything else for you to do down there. <laughs> so, this is a 10 for hauling up the rat. Okay. All right, I got a 16 this time. 16, yeah. You, you, you're thinking about it and you're looking at it and you're like, that's all I had? <laughs> Come keep poking around. And you like put your toe underneath the body of the one that's kind of fleshy yet, and flip it over. And on the back side of his belt, there's a little uh, belt pouch. You hear like the jingling of coin as he flips over. Um, I assume you grab the belt pouch, open it up. There is four gold and twenty three silver in that belt pouch. Awesome. This is worth the trip. You get your meal, Turk. Um, with your permission, I'd like to say you're so excited about the meal that you just start eating and forget to lower the rope back down, and Curlin's the one that lowers the rope back down. Well, so this uh, is what I, I was, wanted to do. I was going to offer, okay. I was gonna <laughs> offer to cook it for them. Oh, so, okay. Uh, okay. So no. Okay. Or, or, save it, or save it for cook time if they wanted to. Okay. So it's up to them. Okay. So and this so is you, what I wanted to Go ahead. Don't go ahead. No. I was just saying, so what I wanted to do was I have another ability that I haven't used yet and that my team is aware of, but I want to make them aware of it. So um, I use my Blessing of the Raven Queen, which teleports me up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space I can see. So I'm just going to teleport myself out of the pit. Okay. And you see me, like, when I land near them... Um, my form is ethereal, like it's 
a, like a, a combination of of actually material and and immaterial. So, so Turk grabs, winds up the rope, unties the rope from the rat, and kind of grabs the pile of it and throws it over the edge, and the rope kind of comes swinging down, and you go poof as the rope kind of swings through where you were, <laughs> and you appear up top. <laughs> Krilla looks at you and goes. Couldn't you have done that to get down? Why waste it? Oh, it's a limited use thing. Kind of taxing on the body. And and then I just kind of feel... Yeah, I I feel like I need to rest if I use it too often. I I can understand that. Seems your friend here is full of surprises, she says to Turk. <laughs> She's full-on convinced you two are friends. <laughs> she, if not convinced, very much poking at the two of you that you are. Yeah, and Turk has always been an employee or uh, an associate, never really a friend, so he just kind of nods like, okay, whatever, sure. I, I have a friend. <laughs> Ooh. All right. And then I'll offer to cook the cook the rat for a meal now, or save it for later if they want. Save it for later. We just we just woke up. We just I just had a ration. <laughs> Curlin says. In fact, honestly, if we could tie it up and string it over the door here, so no animals get it. Put a pitten in the wall here and string it up so it stays out of reach of stuff. We can grab it on the way out, or we know it's here if we need it. Carrying that around is going to be difficult. Turk, you might not think carrying it around will be difficult. <laughs> I don't no, know. I'd probably just drag it by the tail. Yeah. <laughs> Which you very easily can. Um, so it's up to you whether or not you could go, okay, yeah, or whether you want to drag it by its tail around with you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll carry it around for now, see what happens. Okay. All right. What would you like to do? We're at the door? Yeah. Yeah, you, you've you avoided uh, this trap door, and there is a door in front of you. How, uh, how long are we going today? Uh, I was going to call us shortly, in a minute or two. Okay. Actually, open the okay. door. Open the door, I'm going to give you a description, and we're going to call okay. us. Okay, <laughs> sure, let's do that. So the door is on. Uh, the door is actually stuck. The way the, the the way the door frame shifted when it sunk, it's jammed. Um, I need a strength check for you to open the door. I'll assist Turk if I can. <laughs> uh, I probably need it. Uh, I'll take that advantage. Well, that's better. Oh man, you're a very helpful, strong fellow. Twenty one then. You're, all you're, about leverage. Turk, you're, you're shoving at the door, and it's not moving, and it's not moving, and it's not moving. And Dell just walks over there and kind of puts his hand on the side that should move and just kind of gives it a little shove as you put a big shoulder into it, and it swings open. Uh, it's a circular room. Uh, the area is cobbled with cracked granite. Um, the bodies of four goblins lay slain on the floor. Uh, clearly from some form of combat. They have gashes across them. Uh, one of the corpses uh, stands with its back against the western wall and a spear that killed it, skewering it, holding it upright in the wall. Um, there are three wooden doors that lead from this area. 
and the loose masonry reaches 30 feet into the air above you. But all the floors that were there, you can see that the the there's just ledges of crumbled granite where you see there might have been more floors above you, but that's all laying on the ground around you. And we'll stop there. So Awesome. And the next time Norm is gone, we'll do this one, which will be might be a while because Norm's usually pretty 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 well. He's usually around. And who knows? Maybe, maybe Norm might just have someone in here already, somewhere, if we wanted to do that, because this is one of the stories I'm talking about. Running for all y'all. I'm I'm really into my character, so this would be fun to do. Ditto. It's fun because uh, Turk is not dumb, but he just doesn't understand some things about society. So it's fun playing a somewhat dumb character in some respects. Because as you know, I love dumb characters. Well, it's yeah. fun to be selectively ignorant, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Elements. Awesome. Yeah. Had so money, had no money. Had money, had no money. <laughs> back, yeah, and forth, this back, was and forth, back and forth. All right. Oh, isn't it? I think I need to duck out right now. So I am going to wrap us up here. Uh, this is Two Nerds, One Quest. This was a um, the start of a Sunless Citadel thing when Norm is not around. You can find all our information on our Discord. Bitly dot L-Y our fun discord our fun discord yeah it's going to come up in the title card our twitters and stuff i'm going to put up when i say goodbye here i will leave that up for a minute before i shut down the stream uh thank you for everyone that joined us this morning for this adventure um vote on show titles are there show titles i don't know did anyone put show titles in i don't think so i don't know maybe someone there are many there are many show titles okay yeah let's let's, okay let's do a quick show title vote uh and then i will get us on out of here we'll do it prior to closing the showdown so uh i'll go through i could go through them right away uh wolf steaks okay dire treats sunning (laughs) your lizard reek of wet dog the apples are people that one came from a, a chat item. Uh, vegetables or deer? Don't munch on wolves. Cornucopia of fruits. Descend in darkness. Suspicious sinking citadel. And bowling for traps. <laughs> bowling for traps. Which one do I want? Which one do I want? Bowling for traps came from the chat. Thanks, Alquin, and uh, is my favorite. So. Oh, shit. Uh, I see two, two of them came in by uh, Tom M. Norm. He yeah. must have been watching then. And the, two, and the two I was debating between are both got votes now. <laughs> Sunning your lizard. Or well, see, Tom, Tom's not here, though, so you don't have to make it a tie this week. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't be a tie this week. Um... This one just made me grin too much. So, I love it. Nice. Rock and roll. All right. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will see you next next week, right? We're all here next week. We're going to. I think so. Try and bring an end we'll probably to, have to Ice Queen. Yeah. We'll have to talk about uh, 
Halloween weekend. So I think there's a lot of stuff going on, but uh, there is a bunch of stuff going on that we'll, weekend. We'll figure that out next week. Yes, 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 yes. I am still game. I may be hungover, but I am still game. <laughs> so for the lazy dragon and for one cooch, I have been your host and DMJC. We will see you all next weekend. Don't try to get them. How do I do this again? Ha! <laughs>